Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of December 13th, Season 3, Episode 49. Uh, Chris here inside the garage, as well as Charles and crew. What's up, guys? Lots of things to talk about this week, including, for the first time in history, no new rock or metal albums made that Billboard Top 200 list that they release every year. We'll talk about that. David Bowie's 75th birthday anniversary celebration has been announced for next month with tons of special guests. Reels Network releases their all-new tell-all documentary focusing on Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler. New tour dates announced for Tenacious D, Alice Cooper, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, and many more. Plus, this week in music history trivia, all that good stuff is up. Rocknewsweekly.com. Don't forget, if you guys enjoy what we do here, for literally what you pay for a coffee maybe one day for $3.99 a month, You get access to all of our exclusive interviews, advertisements, all kinds of stuff that we do here, all of our unedited episodes. Subscribe now, anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. The link is in the episode description. We're also now on Amazon and uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Audible, Google Podcasts. Give us a like and a follow there. Amazon, uh, you know, it was really cool to be able to be on that format, and we've been getting a lot of good statistics of people listening on there so thank you guys yeah instagram facebook twitter all the same at rock news weekly uh a couple new releases from last week uh one of the last uh it's actually the last release week of the year for 2021 nothing major neil uh, neil young and crazy horse had an album rick ross teen days moses Mm. sumney jeff parker beastrice deer Nothing major. Oh, Beatrice, dear. And the next album will not be coming out until the 14th of January. Oh, yeah. We have some new stuff on the way from Broken Social Scene, Cat Power, Elvis Costello, and the Imposters have a new album coming out. Lumineers, Under Oath, some other albums on the way in 2022, but nothing out right now. Blood Red Shoes. Yeah. Does the band know. Blood Red Shoes. Blood Red Shoes. I never heard. I, I, now I want to check them out. Yeah. Ghosts on tape. Who knows? They could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we got some tour news to talk about. Check this out. <laughs> Tenacious D. Handful of 2022 tour dates. Not very many. Oh, uh, yeah. But they are playing a couple here in California. Oh, Palo nice. Palo Alto nice. at the Frost Amphitheater on June 24th. And then in San Diego at the Cal Coast Credit Union Amphitheater love the on D. the 26th. I love the D. Isn't that a great poster? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like sitting on the back Beautiful. of a, what is that? I don't know, Cadillac or something. It's got Tenacious D on the hood of the Cadillac. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we, there yeah. you go. Tenacious D, if you guys are. If you Have guys, you seen them? We've seen them, right? We saw them live. We saw yeah. them at, um, at the at Festival the, uh, Supreme. Yeah. It was it was, it was was straight up awesome. I mean, they, they put on such a good live performance, and they're they're just so animated and fun to watch and you know like honestly it i mean we like i think we know like all the tenacious d songs so we, you know they're easy to sing along with them and oh, yeah. people just have like a good time 
Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it would be pretty cool to see them to see them live. But I, though those from from where those locations are from where we are, it's pretty far away. Yeah, Palo Alto, San Diego, those aren't really uh, ideal dates yet. Yeah. But I have a feeling there will be more dates announced. Oh cool. I think this is the first round of dates to kind of test the waters check the response on the major cities yeah back when they were doing their hbo special i had a friend who walked into amoeba music in san francisco and they were just chilling out there playing guitars just hanging inside, out just hanging out inside playing <laughs> guitars it was when they is when they were doing the um the initially doing the hbo series during the that's during awesome. the late 90s yeah that's so cool um all right so some more tour dates to announce alice cooper rolling out some 2022 tour dates nice alice cooper gotta say blew away when i saw alice cooper open up for motley Crue in 2016 about five years six years ago yeah blew motley Crue away oh yeah Al- alice cooper's live show still to this day is very impressive and very cool nice. very theatrical he has a guillotine that comes and it like acts like it cuts his head off no in the okay. middle cool. of his set and he's got this badass young guitar player anita strauss that plays with him now she's like i don't know in her 20s just oh, a yeah. prodigy on yeah. the guitar she has her new solo album out amazing so definitely check out Alice Cooper if you guys get a chance. He still kicks ass, and yeah. he's got an amazing band, his, like a um, very high-quality band. His um, – look at this tour, too. Oh, man. wow. Check yeah. that out. Yeah. Milwaukee. 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 Which is Algonquin for, for the, the good, good land. land. <laughs> As Alice Cooper once said <laughs> on Wayne's World. Uh, we are getting a date in California at the Vina Robles Amphitheater on April 23rd oh. in Paso Robles. Uh, I have a feeling there may be some more California dates. That I, I, I always like how they kind of end it on the end of the tour in California like that because I have a feeling there may be one or two more that they're going to do. Uh, but we shall see. Did uh, Vince Neil fall off the stage when uh, <laughs> Alice Cooper opened You know, he them? didn't. He did not. He probably <laughs> wanted to because he's like, holy shit, those guys really yeah. upstaged us. And oh, yeah. We got to put on a hell of a show, and they didn't match it. I yeah. got to be honest. Man. A, hey, check out Molly Crew, motherfuckers. Dude. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Vince Neil, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he just burped half the time. No, yeah. he didn't. Do you know how much they sold their their stuff to the BMG for? I don't. Did Remem- you- oh, yeah, you remember how we were saying it's well, got to be like yeah, four how or five much? million? Hundred and fifty million dollars. Whoa! No, hundred. I, I know. And how much did Bob Dylan sell his entire? It's like ten million. No, seriously. So what how is, do they? Oh how God. do they work that out, dude? How dare you, BMG? Uh, <laughs> but I guess I don't know. That type of music is definitely more geared for advertisements. Yeah, that's true. Bob Dylan's stuff is like you know songwriter. Yeah. Some of the best shit america had to offer as far as like an original songwriter yeah motley crew is like you could put that on a fucking you and know stripper pole uh you could put it on a skateboard commercial you could put it on a cheerios commercial That's you true. could put it on a power washer uh yeah. a car wash uh the new you know ford charger any of that stuff yeah and i i can kind of see the value of that in that regard yeah that, yeah yeah they yeah. could really do a lot with sense. that music. You're right. They it can make sense. a lot of money with it, more so maybe than Bob Dylan would. But yeah. still, that's crazy. I know. 150 million. 150 million. That's when I when I read that, I was like, oh my god, <sighs> wild dude. Yeah. All right. Well, a great band. If you guys haven't heard of them and you're a fan of like Black Sabbath or kind of that stoner metal from the 70s and that kind of uh, style of uh, heavy Ooh. metal, a group called Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats are coming to North America in 2022 with a group called King Buffalo as the opening act. <laughs> We're going to get a date in California, uh, actually a couple, but the ones that matter for us here where we're at is Berkeley at the UC Theater on March 18th, mm. as well as L.A. at the 
Belas- Belasco. Belasco. Yeah. And then San Diego at the Observatory, which is a cool venue. Cool. Uh, but Berkeley for us here in Northern California, March 18th. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Definitely, I, I'm thinking about buying tickets for this show. I think they're only like 30 bucks. They're a really cool kind of... They're not an up-and-coming band, but they're definitely under the radar for a lot of people, and I yeah. think they're going to be bigger oh, okay. than they are. Uh, and I think that a lot of people, once they hear them and see them, that they're going to want to check out more of what they have to offer. Oh, yeah, you know? we'll have to check that out on the way home. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Those guys, those guys are awesome, Uncle man. They're, yeah, they're very cool. So Sweet. check them out. Also, some more tour dates for Rise Against, adding a bunch of tour dates to their already existing tour. Most of these are for uh, Canada. Look at all these in Canada, in Quebec and Ontario, and then kind of Wisconsin, Minnesota, right? They go to Alberta. Yeah. But then we get a couple here in California in Redding yeah. at the Redding Civic Center or Civic Auditorium and then Bakersfield. But then they go across uh, across the pond there to Kralaski Van Hordek. Yeah. There you go. Uh, in in where? In the Prague Summer Festival in yeah. Austria, Hungary, Poland. Uh, the UK, France, Belgium, Netherlands. So they're going all over the place. All of our UK listeners, uh, see Rise Against if you haven't. If you're a fan of that kind of fast-paced uh, American punk-style music, Rise Against still, you know, kind of carries that torch, you know, along with, like, Bad Religion and that kind of style. And if you guys are into that, they will not disappoint. They're a yeah. good show. Lalo and I saw them open up for Incubus. Yeah, and they're yep. on tour with oh, Penny, yeah. Pennywise yeah. and Rotting Out. So that's a pretty oh, cool bill. okay, yeah. D- that's dope. A, that's a cool co-bill right there. L- love love Pennywise. They they really like Ontario, eh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they're really into Ontario, eh? Speaking of UK tour dates, they just announced a huge tour for uh, My Chemical Romance. If you guys are into them, check yeah. it out because they are coming everywhere over there to the UK for the first half of, well, the entire month of May, basically. And then they're going to be in uh, Russia a little bit, Germany, and then they come to the U.S. in August. And yeah. it looks like they're going from east to west. They'll be in Inglewood at the Forum, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, no other dates in California, but. Um, They'll be hitting up a lot of shows next year. So I just thought of a great cover band. What's that? My Chemical Bromance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty gotta, good. Yeah, we got to cut off our sleeves and <laughs> wear our hats backwards and Oakley sunglasses. And then between each set, Crow, we got to Crow's hug Milk each other. might sponsor that. Crow's Milk might sponsor that. My Chemical Bromance sponsored oh, yeah. by Crow's Milk. My Chemical Bromance sponsored by Crow's Milk. That's actually pretty good. We might have to get an ad going for that. Yeah, we need an explosion. Right after I say that, <laughs> cut an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My chemical bromance, sponsored by Crow's Milk. Yep. <laughs> I like that. All right, well, <laughs> speaking of epic things, this uh, was kind of a big deal. This is a huge deal. Uh, in the rock world and just in the music world in general, this headline kind of grabbed me when I saw it this week. So our lead headline this week is, First time in history, no new rock or metal albums made Billboard's uh, year-end 200 list super lame they always do this 200 list uh at the end of the year uh they've been doing it since 1990 since the billboard charts have been coming out yeah and it's the first time ever that no new rock albums have made the entire 200s list wow which is kind of crazy that is Um, crazy pop and hip-hop dominated the list morgan wallen olivia rodrigo pop smoke taylor swift and drake uh, we got Lalo here, our resident uh, youthful advisor. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion on kind of, do you feel this is accurate? Do you feel like there wasn't really a lot of rock albums that stood out in the mainstream and kind of in general this year? Or do you feel that 
that Billboard's just kind of being out of touch as usual, kind of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame situation? Or what do you think? Um, okay. Everybody that you listed, like Pop Smoke, Drake and stuff, I can definitely see how they got up there and like... Of course. The more kind of like underrated metal, like cult followings, like didn't... Uh, I don't listen to any of those. I hate all of them so much. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, they're all like made to... They're all made for this kind of thing. And metal doesn't really like target that, like the, the exactly. billboard stuff. Like they're made yeah. to get people like listen in large amounts. It doesn't always have to be like good music. Well, exactly. Really insightful. That look at you. I think that yeah. kind of hits the nail on the head in terms of uh, the way that this music is kind of packaged and portrayed and meant for the consumer to digest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. the metal the metal community has never really been catering to that anyway. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. we you know in the rock community, but it's it is kind of. It is kind of showing to see that there are no mainstream stuff like Green Day didn't have a major release or like, uh, I don't know, Weezer. Or some of those bands that you, you would think that would have some kind of an album that charted yeah. that Billboard would recognize in some kind of a way as saying it's right. significant. But nothing this year. Uh, in contrast to that, I thought we could just go over a couple of these bands and maybe uh, that Loudwire picked out. Mm. They came out with an article after that was published like, well, these are some of the favorite artists. They may not be like Grammy award winning bands or artists here, but they came out with some pretty significant albums and oh, pretty yeah. decent stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for a fact, Gojira, their new album Ooh, yeah. that came oh, out yeah. this year was fantastic. Oh, it's killer. It was killer. Yeah. And yeah, it's not going to be on the Billboard 200 charts, but if you're a fan of metal and you're a fan of like underground rock, you got to check that out because it, they blew us away at Aftershock, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Big Twice. time. Oh, they're mesmerizing to watch on stage. That mm-hmm. was that was such a great show, and to be able to see you know them this year on that touring, touring behind that album, very cool. Just uh, loved it. Also, another group called Architects that I've been digging as well. Those guys are really cool. They came out with a new album this year. Every time I die, Iron Maiden had yeah, a killer yeah. new album mm-hmm. this year. That Shinjutsu, which was their first new album in six years. Yeah, and it's a killer. I mean, it's Iron Maiden. It's you know an acquired taste. It's not for everybody, but it was a double album. And oh yeah, it was, you yeah. know I mean it was fucking fantastic. Great yeah. album, right? Look, they got Fear Factory, Fear Factory, Fear Factory. Halloween, Exodus. I mean yeah. those guys are th- some of the OGs that have been around since the eighties. Oh, they're still putting out new music. Dude, Spirit Box is Spirit making Box. all kinds of music news. Spirit Box uh, mm. is really high up there right now with uh, on, on the charts with that. Oh, what look, see, see Space Cowboy. Oh, I'm Cowboy. seeing, yeah, I was going to say, I'm seeing that Cowboy Bebop reference. I yeah. see. Yeah, nice. Nice. Space Cowboy, right? Yep, nice. Oh, yeah. Done after every Cowboy Bebop episode. I haven't heard of that band, Sleep Token, but I want to check them out. That sounds kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Sleep Token. Uh, also, Limp Biscuit. Oh, that was a big uh, album for a lot of people. They were <laughs> highly anticipated, whatever. Can but I it, get a biscuit? And they actually said that the number one rock track of the year was that track, Dad Vibes. No, no way. Not. No, uh, according to Loudwire and their their reader poll, they they had everybody vote on wow. the song, the well, rock song of the year. And Limbiscuit's well, Dad Vibes came out as the number one pick. Thank God it wasn't the new Kid Rock song. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters, Rise Against, Chevelle, Evanescence, Pretty okay. Reckless, Turnstile, Bad Flower, hey, Bad Royal Flower. Blood. Nice. They all had yeah. albums out this year. Yeah, they but did. Yeah, Nothing kind of just cut through. So yeah, Well, I remember uh, when Fear Inoculum came out and it and it initially outsold the, the Taylor Swift album. That, that was awesome. Out. Awesome. Yeah, and there was so many people that were like, no, that's not true. 
that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> they were like, there's just no fucking way. There and was no Tool album this year. Yeah. I guess that's a good point, though, Charles. Like, yeah. in 2020, we had that. Yeah, we had that Fear Inoculum album yeah. that came out, and it was legendary in the rock world. Yeah. And this year we didn't have anything like that. I guess that was kind of that landmark, like a Tool type of an album that came out yeah. in the rock right. world. I guess we didn't. You yeah, know? nothing, nothing crazy like but that. But that's still we we just named off a bunch of artists. Definitely check them all out, guys. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff that came out. Don't be you know you know beholden to that shit that the Billboard charts says what's popular and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nonsense. All right. Anyway, let's move on with some more rock news. David Bowie's 75th anniversary or 75th birthday celebration that's coming up on January 8th. That's going to feature Def Leppard, Duran Duran, Simon LeBron, John Taylor, Living Color, Gary Oldman, Rob Thomas, Walk the Moon, uh, Ricky Gervais, Evan Rachel Wood, and also Brian Henson, the son of legendary Jim Henson, is going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Bowie's 1986 film, Labyrinth. No. Yeah. Oh, so I still they're going to be featuring that. an appearance by Brian Henson. Wow, so that's, that's so cool. And then basically the house band is all the people that used to play with David Bowie in his band. Yeah. So that sounds really, really neat. So I, I love Coming that out ni- January 8th. I love that 1986 uh, puppet film about a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That holds a girl against her, or holds a baby, <laughs> holds a baby against his will for He's ransom, like, basically. What are you, 14? <laughs> that too, and he's holding a baby my ransom. Queen. Uh, no, I love that movie. I love Labyrinth. I make, inf- I make fun of stuff that I like, but yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. <laughs> getting so close you, to my face. child, you be my love. Oh, that's, those aren't actually lyrics from the uh, movie. <laughs> <laughs> It might as well be though. Might as well be. Could get the bulge in my pants. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Dance, magic, dance. <laughs> All right. Well, Steven Tyler's featured on a new Reels Frontmen uh, documentary episode. This, oh, this new close documentary to series called Frontmen. Which, <laughs> he's like, yeah, there's the close talk. There's the, yeah, yeah this, we always talk about that on the podcast. There's it looks like the he's like talk. scolding yeah. him. Yep. Uh, so this one is kind of interesting because it focuses on the dark side kind of of Steven Tyler. It's oh, okay. not just like, you know, hey, oh, he's a cool guy. And they focus on his drug use and a lot of the stuff that kind of almost derailed Aerosmith. Yeah, uh, a, a number of times. So yeah, I'm kind of interested to check it out. It's actually just aired on Saturday, this past Saturday, December 11th, uh, and it's on Reels and it's on demand. If you guys uh, are able to subscribe to that or you get it through cable, you can check it out. And upcoming other episodes are going to be featuring other front men like Ozzy Osbourne, David Lee Roth, Iron Maidens, Bruce Dickinson, and more. Mm. So mm. you guys can check out that. I but, saw it. I actually saw it. Steven Tyler um, at one point during the during it, <laughs> Steven Tyler. Uh, eats an entire kitten no you know yeah because if you notice he's got like a huge mouth right and he, he just can like, fit an entire yeah actually i thought like it was a, a python he put a football yep. lengthwise in his mouth yeah painted like a kitten right it was a football painted oh, like a kitten. Okay. yeah that's what it was and he just like expanded his jaws like he unlocks his jaws like, oh, a, like a snake yeah yeah, yeah. Give me, like, dislocates give it me, give me. yeah and that's it but he's got to do it super close to everybody's face right so here's what i was talking about guys Limb Biscuit tops Loudwire's year-end best rock songs list. Wow. Dad Vibes was voted. These are the listeners that vote. They ask, you know, they give them a, 
you can submit whatever song you think is the best song of 2021. All right. And Limp Bizkit, Dad Vibes got the number one. Pretty Reckless, Only Love Can Save Me Now got number two. Turnstile with Holiday got number three. Maniskin uh, with their track at number four. Greta Van Fleet, number five, Guns N' Roses. What do you guys think of that list looking at? Do you think really? that's, you know, whatever kind of... Honestly, um, it feels like at least some of this had to be done, like, ironically, right? Yeah, almost, mm, right? Yeah, because, da- yeah, Dad Vibes, the best. I mean, I- I've heard that song. It's sorry for our, lip- for our Limp Bizkit fans yeah. out there, but it's just not a very good not a very good song. Uh, it's just very gimmicky. Yeah. Um, let's see. And so Guns N' Roses, like. That yeah, song sucks too. The yeah. fact that they spell hard school with, with a, K. a K. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's enough reason to just never even listen to it. There's not a lot on uh, there. Man. You know, we got Ghost. That's pretty dope. Mammoth, uh, WVH, but he's only down in 15. Chevelle's the Anita Strauss awesome. one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird how it, far down there yeah. Foo Fighters is. You very know? gimmicky. Uh, there's very gimmicky bands on this list that uh, not like your, you know, oh, Bad Flowers. Bad Flowers pretty dope. Where's Bad Flower? Um, down, Bad Flowers actually down. Johnny in wants to fight. I never even heard that track. Yeah, I think I might have huh. heard a little bit of it. All right, well. and they've got Papa Roach on there. Rise Against, I guess that was a cool track from them. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I kind of see what they mean. There's not a lot of very, very strong. Yeah, those memorable rock tracks that came out this oh, year. No, in that no. regard, you know, when you look at a list like that, Surge Tonkin. Yeah, Black but I mean that. It just really wasn't there. Yeah. That yeah. album, honestly, man, I mean, yeah. it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, for sure. You're right. You're right. Excuse me. Um, all right, so check this out. <laughs> Speaking of Limp Biscuit, I thought this was kind of a weird release that came out of nowhere. Limp Biscuit, Wes Borland, the guitar player, has a new band called Big Dumb Face. Oh. Okay. And he did a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. It's called Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth. Oh, a little like, H, uh, Lovecraftian. Okay, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. Out. It's it's like this, almost like a sci-fi um, medieval yeah. story album. And you could check out, look at the um, the track listings. Avoiding the Your Cyclops. Your grandma got you khaki slacks. <laughs> Your grandma got you khaki slacks. Thunder Tusk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lost in a Forest of Christmas Trees. El Greco's Twisted Christmas. Oh, the man. Necrotic Feast. Oh, I love Honestly? it. It's it sounds pretty <gasps> weird. It's kind of cool. I, can, I don't know. You might want to check it out if you I guys want a weird get Christmas behind album. that whole thing. I think I think we're gonna check that out. I think that that's definitely something we're gonna check out. For so sure. it's a group called Big Dumb Face. It's Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit. The album is called Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth. All right, all right. We're willing to give you a chance, mm-hmm. buddy, as long as Fred Durst isn't involved. He's not. Good. Uh, so this was cool. A charity event. Check this out. Some well-known rockers banded together last week for an all-star jam in Malibu for the elementary school's Bring Back the Arts Benefit. Nice. Superstar band featured Foo Fighters Taylor Hawkins, Josh Homey, and Troy Van Leeuwensen of Queens of the Stone Age, Tool's Danny Carey, Aww. Chad Smith of the Chili Peppers, Chris Chaney from Jane's Addiction, and Aussie Post Malone producer Andrew Watt. The supergroup played a few originals along with classic covers. Uh, and they basically raised a bunch of money for the um, Malibu, California Elementary Schools Bring Back the Arts Benefit. Oh, I love that. Awesome. And a bunch of YouTube videos have popped up uh, with some of the, the tracks they did. So Yeah, that's super dope. Check that out. That's, that's all for so a good cool. cause, right? Uh, all right, some rock birthdays this week. 
Charles, take it away. What do we got? Oh, yes. Woo. All right, we got Phil Collins, guitarist, Def Leppard. Let's get the rock out of here. That's the one that I think always has his shirt off. And Is he's, like, it? he's all rocked out. He's like in fantastic shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's that, like, yeah. like, you know, like a rocker dude. And he's like. Yeah. He's like 60, how, 64. That's true. And he looks in better shape than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that's missing his right leg, right? No, he's like the is, drummer's that missing. Is not, <laughs> that is not him. The drummer's missing his arm, not his leg. I I say we start a Def Leppard cover band. Where we get all where the stuff every, wrong. Every, well, every single one of us is missing an appendage. Yeah, they, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be perfect. Uh, Jacob Dylan, lead singer of the Wallflowers, son of Bob Dylan. He is 52. That's right. Yeah, and Bob Dylan spelled him Jacob with a K. Like hard so school. Cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Hard school. Uh, Trey Cool, drummer of Green Day, never ages, 49. Um, never physically ages, 49. Meg White, drummer of the White Stripes. I did not know that she was 47. I thought she was a little bit younger than that. So that's, did I. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's cool. Nikki Six, bassist of Motley Crue, watches... As Vince Neil falls from the stage. <laughs> he is 63, ladies and gentlemen. 63. Uh, Daryl Jones, bassist Bill Wyman's replacement in the Rolling Stones. All right. Um, he's 60. So he's about 40 years younger than all the rest of the members of the Rolling Stones. Yes, they're all At 100 60. plus. They're all 100 plus. Uh, Clive Bunker. Former drummer, former drummer of Jethro Toll. He is 75. And I'm surprised Whoa. he's not older. I'm surprised he's, he's been living in a bunker this whole time. He has. You know, his name is Clive and he lives in the bunker. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, oh, I like this one. Eric Shrinkman, <laughs> uh, guitarist of our favorite metal band. He, he got that name, Eric Shankman. He shanked our, men in prison. <laughs> he found a way to shank a couple men um, in our favorite hardcore thrash metal band, The Spin Doctors. <laughs> Everybody's Dick. favorite rock band. Thank you. Great track. <laughs> that's a, that is, can't be wrong. <laughs> oh, that's shit. Yeah, he did have like a hardcore, like serious thrash metal voice in that song originally. And then, yeah. And then and the somebody, record label was like, no, yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah, we want a, this to be played at Quiznos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He um he he came in and and they 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 did to him what they did to uh, what's his face in Game of Thrones and they just chopped it right off. Oh yeah, just chopped yeah. it off. And he was like, first season. You want yeah. to buy me flowers? <laughs> <laughs> Little known story. Little known yeah. Story. Yep. It was the storm of the decade, and for a little pub in Britain, it turned into an aura that no one could imagine. Hello everyone, we're an Oasis cover band. And we only know about five of their songs. No one was prepared for that absolutely sinister situation that was about to unfold. Well, actually, about six songs if you include our experimental jazz odyssey that will debut for you all tonight. Woo! The storm was so severe that 60 people were stuck inside for two days with an Oasis cover band that one Yelp review described as A pretty good Oasis cover band if you gnashed out your knickers. Keep drinking, they'll be better. All 
right, folks, let's keep calm. Even though we're out of food and out of ale, we can still have fun, yeah? I hate this and I want to cut my ears off. These guys are so bad. Tensions run high as the crowd finds out the drummer has been stockpiling the food in his kick drum. Hey, bloke. That's raw meat and crisps inside your kick drum, isn't it? He's a hoarder! Burn him alive! Burn him alive! Hey, guys, don't look back in anger! Come on, come on! Quickly, a Lord of the Flies situation evolves, and a hierarchy is established within the Pope. Women and children, over there! Men and able-bodied people that can lift 50 pounds or more, stand in that corner! We need to stop burning these bodies before the flies get them. During this time, the Oasis cover band is built a makeshift cage around them to protect themselves. Like the band in the movie Roadhouse, where the lead singer is blind and everyone throws bottles at them, but they stay safe. Stop playing the same five songs over and over again, it sucks. Boo! Boo you! cage and all they're gnawing at our feet ah my god the crowd quickly turns cannibalistic and resort to extreme measures for survival hey guys false alarm the road has been open for at least a day now i don't think it's been more than actually 24 hours of the road being closed isn't that funny hope everything's okay oh oh my god oh that's right, don't miss the new series Snow Hell 2021 Cannibalistic Oasis cover band in a snowbound English pub. It's the new series on Netflix coming out this fall. No, really, who let the fucking American bloke in the pub? <laughs> All right, well, some trivia this week, guys. Check it out. This week in music history trivia in 2003, this musician winds up with a broken collarbone, <laughs> six broken ribs, and a broken vertebrae. Ooh. Oh, my God in his neck when his four-wheeler and all-terrain vehicle flips while driving on a country on his countryside estate he eventually uh, recovers who was it was it a vince neal b ozzy osbourne c bruce dickinson or c or d at day coke field david crosby <laughs> could have been him okay. he, he could have been out there too yeah you always gotta throw him in there he's a wild card oh yeah what do you guys think all right um, all right, I'm actually going to go for D, a Coquille David Crosby, because this is actually a, a fabled story told to generations and generations of right. little children. Yeah, passed down. Um, yeah. David Crosby, so coked out of his mind, he recovered in 24 hours. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. all wow. of it. He, did, he was Didn't like even feel it. his Hugh Jackman regenerative powers yeah. and just kind of morphed his bones into his own desired shape. Yeah, I love, I actually, um, they actually caught it on camera. And it's a very American Werewolf in London esque scene where, right. his, where his bones repair themselves. I, yeah, I think the scene yeah. is like he's yeah he has the severe crash and they're like oh my god they're running over there mm-hmm. and he literally just like rises like without explanation in a in a stand up position and he just <laughs> looks dead at the camera. He goes <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> and they're just like oh kidding. my god dad are you okay like yeah. What? 
<laughs> and they're like, your arm is out of place. And he's, he's smiling. And yeah. He doesn't say anything for about 24 hours after that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I know that there's one thing. I know that uh, David Crosby, um, there's only one thing that can take him out now. And it's a, it's a Alec Baldwin wielding a prop gun. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the terrible. Only thing or that COVID-19 Omicron. That, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't that's, got that yet. It's the only thing that can destroy... And if any, if any of you are, are family members of, of of those people, I I, I highly I tr- doubt that. I truly apologize. I don't think have that disclaimer. <laughs> for that that horrible picture. Of Here's a picture of him. Oh, is that Ozzy? <laughs> That's Ozzy. No way. <laughs> this was during the MTV series The Osbournes. Wow. And he actually, the camera crew captured it on film, and it was uh, not funny, but kind of funny yeah yeah uh, i mean he looks like an old weird hunter i mean it would have been so great if they were like quick get some bats blood and they just like just started draining it all over him and he just recovered <laughs> it gives quick him su- yeah. yeah quick get mr crowley poor we need to drain the blood yeah. of the bat into his throat <laughs> to revive him all right get, get mr crowley and some bat blood and he's like mr crowley <laughs> and then he just comes over and just saves him that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here's another trivia question, guys. On this day or this week in 1967, this lead singer is arrested while performing at a concert in New Haven, Connecticut, when he uses obscenities and bad mouths to local police. Hmm. He's charged with resisting arrest and breach of peace. Is it A, Jim Morrison, B, Iggy Pop, C, Ted Nugent, or D, David Crosby's foul mouth fried chicken cocaine frenzy. Oh, I love that. That was band. a kind of an obscure band at that time for him. Yeah. But uh, you know, he kind of got amped up on stage. I heard you know a lot of those, a lot I, of those shows. I love that, uh, Lalo. We we were just listening to this in the car, right? From uh, David Crosby's foul mouth fried chicken. <laughs> really? Cocaine frenzy. What yeah, was we the were, name of the album? Yeah, you guys the, are listening to the it. name of the album was called Chicken Cocaine Frenzy. Chicken cocaine frenzy. Simply to the point. Just simple to the point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. We actually have the CD in the car, um, and uh, uh, and it, what it is wasn't is that it, originally one of Colonel Sanders' original uh, eleven herbs and spices. Cocaine was one of them. Well, it was. And it was that's it was, the story, right? Yeah. Well, no, actually, the name of the spice was called Chicken Cocaine Frenzy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's and, the actual name of the spice. The actual name of the spice because wow. he would feed it to people in like early ah. Coca Cola. It would just get them completely blown out of their minds. Sure. Yeah. And it was finger looking good. It was finger looking good. That's where the <laughs> that's where the term came from. You see, you know, um, yeah, skinny Colombian I actually know the song that was playing uh, during this. So I've got like a little. I'm little. I'm a little biased because I know the song that was playing um, when this actually happened. And it's a marry him, marry me, <laughs> baby, we'll never get you get to see. <laughs> From the Spin Doctors in 1967, <laughs> later changed their name. <laughs> From David Crosby's foul mouth fried chicken cocaine frenzy to the spin doctors. <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> 30 years later. 20, 25 years later. Wow. What do you no think, kidding. Lalo? Is it A, Jim Morrison, B, Iggy Pop, C, Ted Nugent? Who got arrested? D, mm. David Crosby's foul mouth fried chicken cocaine frenzy. You know what? Okay, I don't know a whole lot about A, B, or C, so I'm going to go with Iggy Pop because he sounds like a character in like a Wayne's Brothers movie. <laughs> Okay. He is, he is mm-hmm. a character. I'm going to go with Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, it is actually Jim Morrison. Oh, all right. Charles, 1967 singer Jim Morrison arrested at a Doors concert in New Haven, Connecticut, when he uses obscenities, bad mouths to local police. 
charged with resisting arrest and breach of the peace. Now, now, in his defense, in 1967, using obscenities in Connecticut was, hey, you bums. Yeah, oh shucks. You, they arrested him for that. <laughs> yeah, you shucky bums. And they're like, <gasps> shucky My bums. God. Quit that shucking and jiving out there, you shifty people. Yeah. And they <laughs> locked him up for five years. <laughs> they're like, this is Connecticut where all the houses are blue My and look God. the same. Tildy Swinney <laughs> yeah. was in the audience. Tildy Tildy My God. God. My God. Dun, dun, she dun. couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find a way to filter into Tilda Swinney Dew's famous line into just many every of now episodes. and then. Yeah. Just, yeah. Weighing in on the situation. All right. <laughs> Check out this huge festival. I know you can't really see it. That uh, picture is not yeah. very good uh, as far as who is on this, but it is. It looks a, huge. A massive comedy festival that Netflix is hosting with Dave Chappelle as the host of it. Nice. It's happening April 25th through May 8th. And there's Jerry Seinfeld, David Letterman, Chris Rock, Tina Fey, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and more. It's nice. Basically, a who's who of a of the comedian world, and Netflix is doing it with a hundred plus live shows. Okay. Twenty five different venues, so you guys can check it out. They say the biggest comedy event in history with a little asterisk, and it says probably. Oh yeah. So, yeah. but if you could check it out, Netflix is a jokefest.com. Uh, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that that definitely sounds cool. They're probably going to cool. film it for a special. So, if you don't get to see it, you'll get to see it in one way or the other. Yeah. You know? But that sounds pretty neat. Yeah, so. uh, Dave Chappelle, man, he's got to watch it. He's <laughs> he's going back to being like the hardest working comedian in in Hollywood right I now. Know. And he was trying to escape that before, and now he's just going right back. Like he's got a different special every couple of months and. <sighs> Yeah, and he's, like in he's the, doing a lot. The public eye a lot. Mm -hmm. It may start wearing on him. Yeah, we, yeah. We shall see, right? Yeah, well, I know he's a big fan of the show, so just giving you Huge a warning. Huge fan. Thank you for tuning in, Dave. Yeah, every week. He's actually one of our monthly subscribers. Mm -hmm. If you oh, yeah. want to be like Dave Chappelle, then you should subscribe yeah. as well. And you can be in that small yeah. club of VIP people. Well, for right. only eight cents a day. That's right. I should figure out what, you, what, what cents a day it should be. I bet it's eight cents. I should say that. You know, I, I bet it's close to eight cents. It could be, it could be. <laughs> I think that's no, that's probably not accurate. <laughs> but anyway, news from around the world: Be Beijing Olympics. Everybody's boycotting them. Yeah. So, what do you guys feel like? Should we even have the Olympics? You know, um, what's the point? There's no way, or there's no way that the it, it's a um, it's actually a diplomatic boycott. Boycott. So, right. What we're talking about specifically in the news, yeah, it's a diplomatic boycott. They're not going to send any representatives from the governments, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. In general, do you think we should have these Olympics happening as scheduled? Yeah, because uh, of what's going on right now with China. Um, in the There's a lot of like stuff going on with China. China. I don't want to yeah. start getting into the politics of it, yeah. but you can look it up. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's uh, human rights abuses going on yeah. against this like uh, Muslim minority that's in China. Apparently, yeah. is getting a lot of uh, press. China's calling the boycotts political posturing, yeah, and basically saying like, you know, uh, we're gonna retaliate, yeah, if you guys don't do this. And so I don't know. It could be kind of a mess. They so. probably don't care though. In reality, it's probably just a show for them to get upset because. A diplomatic boycott, essentially, it's like what you said. It means that there's no going to be no diplomatic representatives there. It's going to be like, you know, maybe a 20% cut of their touristy revenue. But aside from that, it's probably right. gonna, they're probably going to be okay. What do you think about this, though? Boxing, weightlifting, modern pentathlon, they're taking them out of the summer games. What? They're going to be coming out. 
Uh, I don't so, like that. Why? Why box? I wonder why boxing is out though. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And weightlifting. It seems like all stuff that's been around in the Olympics since ever. I've been, I've been like watching the cool them. stuff. Yeah, right. Since um, Gladius Severicus has been lifting boulders in eighty four. <laughs> 84 AD? 4 AD. Right? Yeah. Wait. Apparently, it's because of issues over corruption and doping. Oh, yes, I did hear about this. So, yes. in yeah. these categories, they're saying that the doping, like people using drugs, yeah. performance-enhancing drugs, and the corruption in these industries is really bad, and that's yeah. why they're taking them out of the Olympics to say... You can't have this as the prize. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. doing your doping and all that stuff anymore, right? Yeah, and it's taxing to like the Olympic Committee to constantly be up on this, and yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess in that in that regard, it makes it makes some sense. There was something with this uh, equestrian event that I think is definitely warranted because its represent it, its reputation was damaged by the high profile incident of a coach striking a horse at the Tokyo Olympics this past summer. Oh. And there was this event, and they were, like, like uh, punishing the horse for doing something wrong or something mm. like that or not performing as the way it should. And people saw that, and they are like, dude, this is crazy. Why are yeah. we still doing this type of stuff? Yeah. And so I, I definitely think that's, that's especially with animals, animal rights and, like, the horses. It's sad. I just read a story that one of the horses that won the Kentucky Derby died it just died. Like, it just won the Kentucky Derby, and then it just died, like, a week or so later because its trainer or whatever, like, put some kind of injection into it. Oof. Like, Ugh. some kind of performance-enhancing injection. Yeah. And it basically gave it a heart attack. And it's like, and that dude was banned or whatever, but it's like, yeah, what are we doing with these animals? Like, you know, like, injecting them with all this stuff, doing all this shit so we can make money off of them and... Yeah, it's just seriously. like it's really re weird and perverse, you know? And it's yeah. like, why is this an Olympic, you know? I yeah, know. yeah. It's not like a feat that you're doing yourself. You're, like, putting this animal through this crazy, torturous schedule to have it, like, you know, a certain yeah. way. It's, yeah. I don't know, kind of crazy, so. Lalo, did you ever watch that documentary about weightlifting? Uh, no, was, was it the one with a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh yeah, he was in it. Uh, but there was there was more there was more people in it. We watched another one where this guy was um, where this guy was uh he was doping and then he stopped doping and then he went to breast milk. Really, and he started using breast milk and and it became like this big thing. Uh, Seriously, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's some craziness going on with with the uh, weightlifting. It's 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 a little overboard. Those guys actually, it's crazy. Those guys are are literally killing themselves. Yeah, like they they um. They eat like they're putting their 20, bodies 30, through literal calories hell. a day. Yeah, they. It's not about getting cut or anything. It's about getting so bulky that you could lift all this stuff. So they eat so much food. Usually, I mean, usually their doctors are telling them. We watched this documentary. Doctors are telling these like 26 year old guys, like, hey, you, you're you're buff, but you have like the body of like a 68 year old man. <laughs> like your cholesterol is through the roof. Your borderline diabetes. Like, yeah, you're, isn't that yeah, crazy? It's bonkers. All right, well, this is the age-old question that we've all wanted to know. Guys, what's the deal with eggnog? Mm. Are you a fan, Charles? Oh, it's, eggnog is, is crazy delicious. I, you I love, love it? I love it. It's great. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't drink a lot of it because it's just so thick. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's good. Do you I know where eggnog. the term eggnog comes from? Um, no. I think it comes from the 17th century um, 
philanthropic... Uh, no, that, no, you're wrong. <laughs> the name eggnog is a combination of noggin, which mm. is a wooden cup, and grog, which is a strong beer. Oh, grog. Oh, yeah. The drink became popular during the holidays since a local family farmed eggs and milk, as well as locally made rum and whiskey were readily available. Okay. Americans then went on to create their own version of eggnog recipes. So that's kind of how it started. Why don't they just call it grognoggin? Grognoggin? <laughs> grognoggin? Or just Grog- grognoggin? Grognoggin. Grognoggin. That's a very good point. Yeah, I, I, lo- I don't know. Do you like eggnog? Please? I do not. Oh, I, okay. It's something about the the texture and the, like the milky, I guess the yeah. milkiness of it. That I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I can understand. I don't. It's like not 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 how I drink my alcohol. Well, you know, you know what? I can't. Um, I usually don't put alcohol in the eggnog. That's kind of crazy. But um, I can't drink regular milk because it just tastes. Well, like- isn't it eggnog inherently with alcohol? Like, no, no, it's not. It's no. totally. Yeah. You mix your own alcohol with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You don't usually. Uh, you don't usually get eggnog with alcohol. <gasps> And alcohol doesn't really mix well with eggnog anyway because it kind of separates. Like you get yeah. to drink it kind of fast. It's not, it's not the greatest combination. Some people put brandy in it, but um, I'm not a big fan. I just like like regular eggnog. Just some good eggnog. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just yep. Uh, a little whipped cream on top. Yep. Vir- virgin eggnog. A virgin so, yeah. eggnog. So to speak. Yeah, virgin grognoggin. <laughs> <laughs> a virgin. Gro- please, right after. Okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to say virgin grognoggin, and then silent. And then Tilda Sweeney Dew goes, <laughs> oh, my God. God. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but I'll yeah, try. I'll try. A, you guys, you listeners, if you're familiar with this podcast, you just, you'll you know. Just put it in your head. You'll you, know. You know. <laughs> All right. What about this, though? Milwaukee Brewery using the city's Christmas tree to brew their beer. Hell, yeah. Nice. It's a black husky brewery in Milwaukee, and it's called... Uh, the spru- the tree spruce, S P R O O S E, and the couple who donated the city's tree even participated in the bottling of the special beer. I oh, love it. It's made using the spruce from the city's official Christmas tree. What? Uh, a portion of the sales went to charity, but apparently they I don't know how they do that. Mm. It doesn't describe how they actually. It says the beer made using spruce from the city's official. Maybe it's like. They put the beer in a, a spruce lined barrel. Oh, you gotta and get it, the you gotta get I the tree know. all worked out. Or are they pouring it down the? They hollow out the tree and they're pouring the beer down the the tree and it gets kind of sap and tree flavor. Yeah, that's possible. Tree I know flavor. David Crosby's involved somehow. He could be. You know what? This is a very strange brew esque story. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. It sounds very Canadian. Yeah. To be honest, it's Milwaukee, so it's yeah. damn near Canada. Hey. Uh, all right, well, Miller Lite has a new Christmas orna- ornament that you could actually drink beer from. Oh. It, they're called Beeraments, and the the bobble is white with the Miller logo printed on it. The brand notes, once enjoyed, Beeraments can be hung on Christmas trees for all to behold by simply using the tab and hook. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's an ornament that has beer in it, and it's sealed, yeah. and you can choose to open it up and drink it. And then hang the ornament. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's like the tree That's at our house. That's kind of clever. Yeah, we just got a cadaver, and we just hang uh, empty Milwaukee's best. Really, a cadaver, from- a dead body. <laughs> yes. Wow. And we just hang Milwaukee's best cans from it. Right. And we're like, it's so precious because once you drink the liquid from the Milwaukee's can, you can use it as an ornament by simply tying a string 
to the can to the toe of the yep. cadaver yep right yeah well the cadaver is like a small part of the story bigger part of the story <laughs> uh, is the, i don't know if it really is though the milwaukee seems like a big part yes, of the story yes. there all right what do you think about this we talked about the 11 herbs and spices earlier oh we cocaine, did. cocaine was one of them yes kfc is bringing back the 11 herbs and spices <laughs> fire log for oh, 2021 yeah. wait what yeah you could buy it yes. at walmart.com for 15 bucks and it smells like kfc chicken when you burn this log in your fireplace, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Why would you want that? I don't know. Well, let's 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 ask our <laughs> our teen expert. I have no idea here on popular teen culture. expert. Please weigh in. Why is this popular? Uh, I I think it's more like a gimmick thing. Like I don't know if you guys like know about the the Gwyneth Paltrow like website, and then she had that candle. It was like a whole thing. Oh, I'm the not vagina g- candle. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna get too into that. Yeah, but it like explodes. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a good marketing vagina candle that sounds pretty i mean hey who wouldn't want that for christmas and it's gonna be the exactly. name of our album <laughs> exploding <laughs> vagina candle but it's definitely a good marketing strategy you can uh, That's sell what some it firewood is. it's it's clever because it just it gets publicity like this yeah You're, it's a fire log that sm- supposedly smells like chicken it's well, pretty that, clever i think people i think most people after eating kentucky fried chicken end up having a fried chicken fire log cabin later when, when they're <laughs> in, the toilet. in the toilet. Yeah, I think that's that's what They happens. have their own fire, yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. You get one as part of the purchase price of the chicken. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm about to go make a fried chicken fire log Very cabin. true, very true. Well, it, hey, do you want to rent a cave out and live like the Grinch yes. this holiday season? Oh God, yeah. Well, you can. You can do that. In a mountain in Boulder, Utah, it's a 5,700-square-foot layer. Mm. They actually say layer, and it's inspired by the Dr. Seuss book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm, He's a mean one. Each room referencing the iconic story, including a music room with the Grinch's organ, his dog's uh, dog's max drum set, the price, a very affordable 1957, (laughs) which is a nod to the year the book was released. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, oh there yeah, you that's, go. that's that's pretty cool. It's probably cold as shit. Yeah, yeah. it's a cave. And it's a cave. Yeah, it's, it's a cave. A cave yeah. Right. yeah, for twenty dollars. <laughs> yep. And a- so. yeah, and absolutely. And they give you like a. But little I guess you bit could of- like Instagram it or something <laughs> and kind of be funny about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And they they give you a little bit of heroin, so your Just heart enough. can grow three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> And a oh bunch my of, god! And a bunch of stolen Tell presents. Tell the Swinny Doo, where are you? <laughs> All right. My god! Uh, homeless man sets Fox News Christmas tree on fire. A homeless man <laughs> that, paid by Fox that News. That headline warmed my heart yeah. this holiday season, and I said. Who is this man? Who do we need to give mm-hmm. a present to this year? Because he gave us all this present, guys. Yeah. He is a homeless man, forty-nine years old, and he set the Christmas tree outside of Fox News Midtown Manhattan headquarters yeah. on fire in the early hours of the morning. Um, and, yeah, so they know who this guy was, and he's got a bunch of low-level arrests, and he's kind of known in the area. Uh, but that was his grand finale of the year. Yeah, you know what they're calling it, right? What's that? Pine 11. Oh. Um. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yes. That was pretty good, Charles. Yes. <laughs> well, at least Fox News is. I, I'm convinced that they paid somebody to do it just so that they could be like, see, that's a war on Christmas. Yeah, see, it's the liberals. It's the liberals. It's a war on Christmas. All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole. But 
Speaking of going down a rabbit hole, Massachusetts Company makes the world's largest pot brownie. Nice. Are you looking to give your sweet treats a little extra kick this year? Well, how about a 234-pound brownie that measures 14 inches tall? But the really astonishing ingredient is 20,000 milligrams of THC. Wow. Which is equivalent to about 62 joints. In addition to that, the brownie has also 1,300 eggs, 250 pounds of sugar, and 122 pounds of cocoa powder. Mm Mm-hmm. It's for sale. So. And it'll expire in one week, <laughs> and you must eat How are they the going to ship thing? that out to you? <laughs> you have to go there and eat it in person, and then go to the hospital. And be incredibly high. <laughs> well, all right, that's it for us, guys. Enjoy your week. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check us out, rocknewsweekly.com, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Peace.